0: The 10-Minute Writers Workshop is supported by Heinemann, a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. It's a 10-minute writer's workshop. I'm Virginia Prescott, talking this time with Helen Simonson, who is, by the way, a delight. Or at least that was my impression. And I admit, I project a lot of delightfulness upon people with English accents who write charming books, like the New York Times bestseller, Major Pettigrew's Last Stand. That was Helen's first novel, published by the way when she was 45 years old. So take heart, aspiring writers. Helen's now out with her second novel, The Summer Before the War.
1: Hello, I'm Helen Simonson and this is the
0: 10-Minute Writers' Workshop. Helen, which is harder for you to write? Is it the first sentence or the last?
1: I would say definitely the last sentence. Uh, I'm the sort of writer that gets a small image or one line in her mind, and that's enough to set off on uh, the marathon journey of a novel. But I don't actually know where I'm going. So I live in fear and trembling for months (laughs) and indeed years, uh, never knowing when I'm going to get to that last line, if I'm going to get to the last line.
0: Do you edit as you're writing along, or do you get it all out there and wait till the end?
1: I very much edit as I go along. It's uh, another form of procrastination to keep going over and over the material you already have. Um, So I'm doing that for most of a novel, and then I would say towards the end uh, there's a sudden fling towards the finish line, and actually that seems to be the sort of piece of my work that requires less editing, when I actually embolden myself to hurl forward, um, it turns out that needs less editing than when I'm quietly ticking along, not sure where I'm going.
0: Aside from that little procrastination technique, what's your personal worst distraction from getting your work done?
1: I would have difficulty choosing between the refrigerator and home and garden television. Um, <laughs> both of which are two not formidable good for challenges. Me. <laughs> yes, two formidable challenges not to be taken in large
0: doses. Moderation in all things, people. Are there personal habits that you would encourage other writers to take up, maybe that you've learned along the way, or even to avoid to become more productive?
1: Well, you should avoid my writing process in its entirety. My writing process can be summed up in one word, and that is procrastination. I write as little as possible. Um, And I think that's about fear of the empty page. So I would encourage everyone to uh, try any of the habits I have tried. I have tried the tomato timer technique where you set literally a kitchen timer for 40 minutes or 20 minutes. I have told myself two hours a day, no matter when I start. And then sometimes at eight o'clock at night, I will finally get down to writing. Um, I think it's all about beating the procrastination, putting down the self-doubt and tricking yourself to the writing table and to the computer uh, any which way you can. Well, somehow you manage it, though. Yes, yeah, somehow, uh, it takes five or six years, somehow a novel extrudes itself from this process. Certainly with a second novel, uh, it's occurred to me that what I see as procrastination and laziness and about which I berate myself all the time uh, is actually a process. And what I'm doing much of the time is I'm thinking about and worrying away at my novel in my head. Um, and then when I do go to my desk uh, every week or so, every couple of weeks maybe, I've actually sort of figured out Where my characters are going next, and I can move my writing along. So it'll be interesting, third time around, I'm looking to see how much I can push um, my rigorousness and how often I get to the table without losing the sort of epiphanies that seem to gestate out of the procrastination.
0: It's interesting because you're, at least in the summer before the war, Beatrice Nash is. She's, she's got a lot of gumption. She's got a lot of spunk. Do you kind of create the character who charges forth and does the things you don't do in your work? Oh,
1: Very much so. You detected that hint of aspiration there. I would like to think of myself uh, as a Beatrice Nash and um, not somebody perhaps more like the poet Daniel, wallowing around in a deck chair with a handkerchief over <laughs> one's face, wishing all the poems were already written. So, yes, I admire people who are diligent and rigorous Uh, who have their work and life in place and know what to do every day. And uh, I do aspire to that.
0: So what do you think is the most common mistake that new writers make?
1: Remembering myself, and I did this too, um, I have new writers come up to me all the time and they say, I'm thinking about a novel or I just started a novel and how do I get an agent? Um, And I remember feeling the same way because in thralling rush to be a writer uh, and wanting it so much, you really almost want the writing to be over and the career to already be taking off. And I have to gently remind them that writing is a marathon, not a sprint. It took me 15 years uh, before I wrote a novel that was published. And so one really has to take a more apprenticeship approach to it. You're going to do your little bit of writing today and your little bit of writing tomorrow. tomorrow and you're going to learn your craft and good work will find a home. I urge on people all the time to understand that it will take time, but their good work will find a home if they'll only settle down and work at
0: it. What, besides being far from HGTV and The Refrigerator, is for you the best environment for writing?
1: Um, I sort of like a clean table and I'm sort of um, have mixed thoughts about sunshine. I do like sunshine on green grass, but then uh, often I catch myself just staring at sunshine on green grass and instead of staring at the page so perhaps a completely blank uh, hotel room uh, near Newark Airport would be the best writing environment for me.
0: <laughs> How much research do you do before you start because you are writing historical fiction?
1: Well, I think I'd probably written 20 or 30 pages of the summer before the war before I realized that it was set in 1914 and that I was actually going to have to do some research. It was rather a shock to me. But then I sort of enjoyed um, meeting with research librarians and sitting in large Imposing marble libraries, scouring uh, obscure historical documents. And uh, that can be very seductive. You could do that your whole life and, and never get around to actually writing the book. So there's about two and a half years of research, a total in this book. And the most amazing thing is at some point, you really have to take all that you've learned and set it aside and just write the story. And then in editing, what you're doing, what I found myself doing was paring away historic details because no. Nobody wants a novel that is weighted down by, you know, all the interesting trivia I have acquired.
0: Do you use a pen or pencil, computer, typewriter?
1: Um, I love to type on the computer. For me, it's sort of like Pac-Man. I write a sentence and if it doesn't look right, I can go back and munch up the little words. Uh, and then there's a clean page there for me to to write away again. If I get really, really blocked, sometimes I will force myself to go to a coffee shop with a new notebook and a pen um, and indulge in a little free writing. But uh, I find that somewhat troublesome in that I have terrible handwriting.
0: How many times were you rejected before getting published?
1: I had many, many short stories rejected um, from the New Yorker all the way down to the smallest literary magazines uh, you could imagine. And I actually loved being rejected because I would get letters in the mail and they were addressed, dear writer. Um, And I would take them, I had a large spike, got that piece of advice from Stephen King, I believe, in his writing book, Um, take a large nail and then when you get your rejection letters, spike them on the nail and see how large you can grow that pile. I'm afraid when it came to my novel, I sent it to the one agent um, that I had met several years before, and um, she took me on right away. So I have to say, in that sense, uh, I won the literary lottery.
0: Okay, that's a good piece of advice for dealing with rejection. But how about on writing? What's the best advice you ever received about writing?
1: Um, the best advice I ever received about writing, two, two sets of advice. One was the good work will find a home, and I attribute uh, that to Bob Reeves, who ran the writing program at Stony Brook Southampton College, where I did my MFA, treat everybody as a writer whose good work has not yet found its home. And the other great writing advice was from an internet friend of mine. He's a writer who writes sort of noir detective novels. His name is Timothy Hallinan. He's at timothyhallinan.com. And he has an entire guide to writing your novel. And most of his advice is along the lines of, Is your bottom in the chair? Is your computer turned on? Are you actually working? If not, what are you whining about? So very concrete advice about every aspect of of the novel. And uh, his pages um, kept me sane through the writing of two novels. Any other
0: dream job besides writer?
1: Well, now that I've won the literary lottery, one, I'm thinking perhaps I should buy a few actual lottery tickets because uh, being a lottery billionaire would, uh, would be a good career. <laughs> um, I also perhaps may be emboldened to um, take up pop singing since, um, in my view, becoming a, becoming a published author seemed, used to seem about as likely as becoming a pop singer. So why not go for the whole Madonna? We can't wait to speak to you after you've hit those heights. Hello. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't sing, so that is a minor stumbling block. <laughs>
0: well, thank you very much for speaking with us. Thank you for having hey. me. Helen Simonson there, author most recently of The Summer Before the War. The 10 Minute Writers Workshop is a production of NHPR, produced by Sarah Plord with help from Maureen McMurray. And we're building up quite a stack of workshops with advice on putting your creative muscles to work. You can get them all by hitting the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And why not give those muscles a stretch by taking a crack at writing a review? It's low stakes for you, but the more of them we get, the easier it is for others to find us. So thanks.